Yeah, no, it was a loner type person. Also, it was right older, so maybe it was, but she died or something. To make it used to use like a fifty-pound note to just. And for the audience's attention, I just performed a masturbation gesture with my hand. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's a good point to start the podcast at, I reckon. So yeah, um, um. First of all, just to everyone watching, I know last week's like, last watching, week's, listening, graphic. I had one and a half this hours sleep. Production values, come on. <laughs> one and a half hours sleep, but yes, to everyone watching, with there is, uh-huh. um, you know, you're, you're watching, <laughs> but you do. Uh, last week's episode was a bit crap, and that's because we were using a different microphone. This we got, one, we got, we're back on the microphone we're using for episode one, so we should be cool. Brand spanking old microphone here, so <laughs> we're gonna you have may a, be able to hear me this time. We're gonna have a new new microphone uh, end of January. I oh, hope. are we? Yeah, I'm oh, invested. I've seen one for twenty quid. I just need to, you know. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, um, Christmas gaming. I don't know what that means because wow. I wrote it down last night. Like you've written this list. <laughs> you decided to open us up talking about <laughs> Christmas gaming. Any gaming you plan on doing? What games do you are you hoping to get? Any games for Christmas then? That's a uh, no, a, not yeah. really. Yeah. I am. I am. Yeah. <laughs> not gonna get you Fallout Four. No, my sister's getting me Fallout Four. Oh, that's all right then. I want you to get me the Pit Boy. Yeah, no, not doing that. <laughs> Just so I can never take it off. Mm-hmm. What have you been playing over the past couple of weeks, Robin? Um, Since last episode. I haven't. Oh, the new game I've been playing. Well, say no. Mm-hmm. New old game I've been playing is <laughs> Rainbow Six Free. New one to of the, you. One of the. Well, no, I had it when I was a kid, but. Okay. New, new recently new. Like, I haven't played this since I was like a teenager. Uh-huh. And I'm about as good as it. Yeah. It turns out that it wasn't me being a stupid child that made me bad at the game. I just don't know how to shoot people well. Mm-hmm. It's like all strategy, right? You showed me a bit of yeah. playing it. Most of the game. Um, you have to like plan for what do you, you can have up to three teams. You choose who's on the team. Uh-huh. You can choose what armor you have, what weapons you take, and the weapons are so fucking detailed. Like uh-huh. in ways I don't even. I'm sure they're detailed in ways that I'm not noticing, but even in ways I do notice uh-huh. because like I notice like a submachine gun, assault rifle. <laughs> it's like <laughs> small fast shooting one, <laughs> big fast shooting one. It's like if you showed me an AK-47 and like an M4. Well, you would just go, it's assault rifles, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They're the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> same gun. Same gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were showing me a bit of it and talking about how intensely strategic it was and how um, there's all this planning you should do. And then you were like, right, I'm just going to run around with a gun. And I That's because I lost my me. teammate. I lost my teammate oh, and I went Rambo. For a bit, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then my teammate went disappearing. I don't know whether just went to get a subway or some shit, left me uh. on my own. That and then, as I'm about to die, like literally, I see the death staring down the barrel of this terrorist gu- uh, gun, and then he just drops dead, and my team come back, and it was like, I love you! <laughs> it was a little like the plot of a movie or something, how they just showed up at the most opportune moment. It was just as I was looking down the barrel, like, it was like, this is it, 
and then boom it's like in the movies when you hear a gunshot mm. and then the person holding the gun to their main character falls down uh-huh. it was like that yeah close up <laughs> on the protagonist's face as he looks shot yeah and pan out and you realize he's not here and then the terrorist has got like a big bloodstone <laughs> yeah it was that moment but that's no, a really fun oh. old game i think it's 1997 well that's old yeah it's like a new rainbow six isn't there yeah siege I saw I've heard it's crap. Someone playing it. I haven't seen it in gameplay. I've just heard it's crap from everyone. It's yeah. There's all like <laughs> breaching various walls and stuff, and it's like supposed to be very tactical again. Well, all the podcasts. But I listen. What it meant was like when I was watching it, I had no idea what was going on because like I was watching someone play it who wasn't that good at it, and like oh, like me, <laughs> like suddenly a wall would explode. They weren't looking at, it and half their team would die, and then they turn around, and there'd just be a hole in the wall. And I was like, "What happened? I have no idea what's going on." And neither did the guy playing it. So <laughs> it may be a good game, but I just—I've heard know. it's not. I've heard it's one of them online-only games, and it's implemented badly. Mm-hmm. I've heard it's like. Titanfall, but if Titanfall was really bad oh, online, it has a bad uh, <laughs> money model. What do I mean to say? Uh, microtransactions. It's got a lot, of, yeah, microtransactions and deals. Well, it's fucking Ubisoft, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know if this is. Um, I don't know if you know about this, but all of Ubisoft's games are set in the same universe. Yeah. Well, most of them. And Wait, I what? Know- yeah. In um, Watch Dogs, you were assess- in um. One of the Assassin's Creed's, I forget which one, just fuck it, they've all got subtitles now and I can't keep up. Uh-huh. But in one of them, you work for that, this gaming company, Asergo, and then the CEO, head of Circo, Circo, Asergo, the company, leaves to go on this business trip, and then he never comes back, he gets assassinated, and in Watch Dogs, one of the assassination things you do is you have to assassinate the CEO of Asergo on his business trip. Wow, that is, that is and, um, the dumb. And all of... If you can find, like, weapon caches and stuff in Far Cry, and they're, like, um, one of the companies that's linked to the Templars. So, like, right. most of um, Ubisoft's games are now set in the same Do universe. people like that? Is that something people I think it's quite that? cool. They're building, like, this Marvel universe up, but with games, and I quite like it. Like, uh, I just wish it was with games I liked, because I don't like any of them games. Yeah, like... But, like, are the rainbows, because they're, like, a government force, are they, like, being controlled by the um, Templars or some shit? Like, because it's an Ubisoft game, it's got me thinking, like, about the universe. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how... Just everything seems to be also Assassin's Creed involved. Yeah. Wait. But that's, like, the... Also, the plot of Assassin's Creed is totally whack, right? Totally just crazy nonsense stuff going on, right? I liked it up until the end of... Um, not... You know, two part three. Uh, Revelations, I think it was sure, called. Sure. <laughs> but my brain just totals them as like, you know, and um, all of Ezio's ones are two because uh-huh. they're the same engine and everything. So it's two, two okay. point one. <laughs> okay, so two part three. We'll call it Revelations for sure. <laughs> I can't remember which one it was, but it was the last one that mm-hmm. Ezio was in. You know, no, was it? It was the. He, it was the one where, we, where he was finding Altair's, like, legacy. I haven't played any of them, Robin. Just heard the plot's wacky. Just for people listening, it's the one where you're trying to find, like, Altair's, like, legacy and okay. and shit. so whatever one that one is. Yeah. That, I liked it up until then, and then, like, got a bit bollocks. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of gone, like, I, yeah, I haven't played any of them. 
why am I on a gaming podcast? <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, like, yeah, I've heard the plot gets just it crazy. just got really forced. And now they're like, let's transplant this incredibly forced big pile of spaghetti plot into other games. Is that a good idea? Is that really what people want to see? Well, I think the best way to sum up Assassin's Creed is around the time I was playing 2, if you just said to me, you know, you're going to be in Victorian London with, like, pistols and during the, um, like, oh... In, um, what what did we have in the machinery one? Great fire. No, the machinery. The industrial the, revolution. The industrial revolution. Uh-huh. If you said we'd be in the Victoria during the industrial revolution, trying to take down the corrupt government, that sounds like during crazy. two, I'd have been so hyped for that shit. And now, like Syndicate has announced, and I'm just like, no, one cares. oh, no one cares. Whatever. And it's just like they ruined it by making too many games that mm-hmm. are just the same. Because it's like I said, with two, I can't describe them all as two because they're using the same engine, which means they released the game, like the same game for like three years, and it's now that they just every main game they just keep using the same engine for each year after it. It's just like gameplay is the same, plot's gone crazy. What are these games offering anymore? Yeah, because what really pisses me off is they writ up the story with one, uh-huh. like they writ up this trilogy. And then... Oh, it's one of those. We got we got a good plot here. Beginning, middle, and end. And they and fuck now it up around two. Beginning, middle, late middle, new beginning. Yeah, they kind of... It, it kind of started to go downhill with, when they released a PSP game leading off of Altair's story. Mm-hmm. But that was, like, really, you know, pretty much Altair goes on holiday. Like, it was that meaningless, the actual overall stories. He didn't have to play it. Mm-hmm. But now, like, all the games are main story bits that you need to know. And it's like, there's just too many of them now. Okay. So, yeah, so, Steam, are you planning on getting any Assassin's Creed on the uh, Steam sale soon? Uh, I have no intention, because it's not something I'm that interested in. You, oh, I have to be a stealthy assassin, or I'm going to mess murder can, people. You can, Doesn't make sense. Doesn't you can jump sense. off skyscrapers into hay and be absolutely fine, because hay is excellent <laughs> at catching people. Oh, yeah. <sighs> physics. Not um, physics. No, no plans to <laughs> buy any... Well, buy anything in the Steam sale, I don't think. Oh, you're going to, it's the Steam sale. Wow, probably. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, I've already bought everything in previous Steam sales, you know? You'll, you'll see something that you don't want, but, like, 1% of your brain thinks you might play at some point before you die, and it will be, like, 50p, so you'll get it. I mean, what I'll do is I've got, like, 30 things on my, like, Steam wish list, and I'll just see which of them is, like, more than half off and buy one of them. <laughs> Maybe in the factory or something. Nobody gets through a Steam sale without buying anything. You buy something. <laughs> uh, I have quite a few games I want. I'm just waiting for the same sale. Like Shelter Two, I want. What's that? Um, Shelter Two. It's well, the first game, Shelter. It's weird how they call it that. But yeah, the first game is you're a badger mummy, and you gotta take care. Oh no, I've seen that one. Yeah, and you gotta take care of your badger cubs. But, it looks um, kind of heart wrenching. The second one is pretty much the same. I think it's with Arctic Foxes or something, but I forgot oh. what it is. It's some sort of feline, and it's. From what I've seen of the trailers, pretty much the same, and I just prefer foxes, so fuck it, I'm going to get the fox one. <laughs> just a fox skin for the other game. Well, I don't know that. Maybe it's got... Yeah, I've heard the gameplay different because improved. foxes eat meat, well, badgers eat meat, but you know, they hunt differently, and... Uh-huh. But, you know, it's the same idea as what I meant. Different uh-huh. gameplay, same idea. Yeah, You're yeah. a fox mother looking after your fox cubs. That's an interesting concept for a game. Mm. I like the idea of it. I also like the idea because it's one of the only times you ever get to play as a fucking mother in games, and... Yeah. Yeah. Get, yeah, get me some no, of that motherhood. Much is it going to be just um, like uh, 
an escort mission in other games where you're just like, it looks I like fucking it, but it looks like all it, of you bitches. It looks like a really cute one, though, because they're little, like, cubs, and it's just, oh, I want to keep you all safe, and if any of you die as well, I'll jump off a cliff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it might be well done. Yeah, I it's, think, the whole game's built around that. Hopefully it's well done. I've seen Let's Plays of the first one, and it looks amazing, so I'm hoping the second one is also amazing. But and yeah, when, does it feel like there's like an emotional impact when you lose one of your little cubs, or well, just, but, are you just like the in, whole game being like, you fucking idiots? Because come over here now. In the Jesus first one, Christ. you have to feed them, but like because you know they're babies, they just try to eat. So if you put it down, they'll fight each other to get the food and stuff, and then like the run of the litter won't get as much because it's the run, and then you have to like, and it's like it's that sort of attachment. Roman. Roman. <laughs> does that's what was no. happening in the Let's Play I saw for the oh, first one? That's, that's too harrowing. <laughs> And it's like it's that sort of stuff. Uh, so it's I really want to get that, and that's one thing I want to get. And then the other thing I really want to get is XCOM Enemy Unknown. Yes, no, because uh, I cracked a few weeks ago and uh, bought Xenonauts, which is a spiritual successor to the original XCOM, I think. And it also really makes me think of Aliens because it's got Xeno in. Because of um, Xenomorph. Yeah. They don't hiss, do they? Maybe it's maybe it's not hissing, it's their baby tongue screaming. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, because I was looking at uh, this new XCOM they got, and the old XCOM, and Xenonauts. And the old XCOM is really old and looks like a pile of hot trash. It's weird so how I'm old little... things look old <laughs> yeah it's one of those uh, but like there's some like um it's got a lot of good modding behind it actually so there's like a like updated version that looks not quite as old but still quite old oh so i had to rule that one out eventually because it just looked too bad and then like with this uh the new xcom they've like uh pared down a lot of the uh, mechanics made it a lot simpler and flow a lot quicker so that's what I like. Which, yeah, like, think about it is very much like a sort of preferency issue. Whether you can be bothered to be like, right, I need to, you know, organise everything. Is make he, sure everyone's got all the right stuff. And when, when check I had everyone's a, weight limits. And... When I had a PS3, I had, um, not the new XCOM, because obviously that was years ago and it wasn't even known of. Um, the new uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown, XCOM uh, 1. Or, you know, whatever, whatever the fuck we're called on it. Yeah. I had that. And I just remember getting really attached to my squad, which, as in F- FTL, is a terrible mistake. Yeah. Because I ended up, I just remember at one point where I got really attached to this sniper I had. She was like, me and her were just, we were like, that was uh-huh. so tight. And then she ended up getting killed. And I just remember, you know, you can go visit them in the chapel when it plays all the sad music. Oh, sure. I just sure. remember having a cup of tea and a cigarette. <laughs> To the sad music from her. Oh, like, geez. I went to a virtual funeral for my sniper because I was broken up. And then, yeah, shortly after that, I ended up getting wiped out. But, no. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's kind of the thing. Like, I've been watching someone play the new XCOM, and it does seem like if you get shot at, you're already fucked, to be honest. Like, a lot of the time. Uh, yes. And there's this whole thing of like not wanting to get more vision because then like the pods start moving and aliens start shooting at you when you start seeing them, which sort of doesn't I think it's, make sense. Really. I think it's because if 
normal they're more advanced. So you know, if you pop your head out to have a peek, they've probably seen you. Uh, but yeah, but like also they could see you if you're like standing somewhere where you can't see stuff very well. But like, there's a lot of vision oh, on that area. It has been a while since I played it. Doesn't like work like that. <laughs> Can you walk backwards to them then, and they're fine? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, like the Enderman in um Minecraft. <laughs> Just yeah. don't look at them, and they're cool. It's kind of <laughs> weird like that, and I like yeah, watching this guy like play it on YouTube. And, like, he's always like, I don't want to move here. It gives me too much vision. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, if I move here, I have a great understanding of where all the enemies are. I don't want that. Which is kind of, like, weird. So, like... I wonder if the new one's going to have why, that. That's feature. one of the reasons I've chose, like, the Xenonauts over XCOM. Because, like, aliens will shoot at you from the darkness if they're in a spot where they can see you, but you can't see them. Hmm. Which is kind of... You cool. see, that kind of... Um, it's not entirely related, but semi-related. Um, in Rainbow Six Three, all the enemies are where they are. They're all spawned when you enter the map. Mm -hmm. And if you want a custom map, they're all, you know, randomly generated where they are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pardon me. And they'll um, move around the map, and it's really cool. But in um, New Vegas, it spawns enemies in, like, a certain perimeter to you in New Vegas 1 and 2. Uh -huh. So it's like, if you walk into the hotel and you've made a lot of noise, all the enemies will be... I'm just saying the hotel, if you're raiding the ho if, oh, hotel map. But you know what I mean? If you walk into the building you're raiding from the outside and you make, made a lot of noise, everyone will be in the building where normally they'll be able to spread out if you don't make noise. Yeah, And it's... Yeah. I prefer free, and it's weird how the newer one has what I would consider the less advanced system. Yeah, like... <laughs> That happens a lot in games where they sort of build it around, like, what the player's doing and not really, like, properly simulate how they might usually, how, like, enemies would usually be acting. Like how in Oblivion, like, all the stuff scales to your level. I mean... Which makes sense if you start leveling up, like, combat stats, but if you, like, get really good agility, <laughs> suddenly all the monsters are really high level and you can't kill anything. <laughs> I'm just gonna leapfrog over you all! So yeah, a lot of those things have problems. And then you miss out on the coolest experience of being like level 12 or wandering into a level 50 area and getting your ass handed to you and coming back later and being like, yo, I can kill all you bitches now. Um, I'm ashamed to say that this last week I failed my quest to go into Fallout 4 blind and I have learned something about it. No, I'm, story... still, I'm still blind on Bloodborne. Still um, story blind, which I'm happy about. Uh -huh. Well, I've actually, because of bloody, um... Wait, do we want to say this? We don't want to spoil stuff for Spoiler section, there. skip... I'll s just, yeah, quickly, s spoiler warning for the mechanics of Fallout 4. Not okay. the story, because I don't know anything about the story, but just for the mechanics. Um, apparently there's no level cap, and I don't have this confirmed. It's just something I've heard on the internet. But right. I've heard there's no level cap, which I like the sounds of. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how it's implemented. In the well, game, it just yeah. means that when you don't get to level 30 and then you're stopped, it means you can learn everything if you put enough time in. So you're only limited in what you learn by the amount of time you put in, which I like. That feels better than being artificially cut off at a certain level. Um, I guess so, yeah. I don't know enough about how Fallout leveling works. It's typical RPG. You know, if so you like each level very you're putting more basically Skyrim, very slightly different, but basically Skyrim. You just get uh -huh. to choose an extra perk every other level, and then you get to put stuff into your um, action like categories every level. Okay, so like having a level cap means there's some perks you just won't be able to get. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that kind of makes sense. So it's like... There's uh, some... My Khan character on New Vegas is absolutely amazing with um, analog guns. It sounds a bit weird, but you know, like old-fashioned bullets. Yeah, sort of but, uh, material weapons. Yeah, and she's absolutely like... if she Ballistic picks, weapons, as opposed to like laser weapons. Yeah, and if she picks up a laser or plasma weapon, she would probably end up killing herself before, you know, the fly uh, standing next to her. Hold the wrong end of the gun <laughs> and such. But... You know, I'm only ever now going to be a, I'm only ever now going to be a semi, at maximum, be able to be semi confident in uh, competent in them if I start putting all my level stuff into them now. Because you're that close to the level yeah. cap. Yeah, I'm at like level twenty four now. Like if you use those guns for the rest of your life, you're still yeah. never going to be as good as and with the laser that, weapon. It feels better with like it. The sounds of it, like yeah, you know, you okay, put time in, so you're of, better. Is sounds makes better. A lot of sense. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm really looking forward to Fallout Four, and I'm so happy that. Oh yeah, end of spoilers. If you know, if you're oh, yeah. skipping spoilers through. over. We've but, stopped but no, talking about Fallout Four mechanics. I'm so looking forward to Fallout Four, and it's only a week till I get. Well, just over a week. Uh-huh. Getting that for Christmas. Yeah, like my parents are not. I'm going to be at my parents' house for like Christmas, <laughs> um, not good, but Boxing Day, but uh-huh. they're not going to see me. Uh-huh. It's like, where's Robin? Uh, has she gone home? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, um, I'm in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> What was uh, XCOM 2 coming out soon? I don't know enough about it, so you'll have to tell me. Okay, so I was also watching some YouTube videos of this, because I was um, interested. And it's very much quite similar to XCOM 1, but they've made it a little bit more complex, I think. That sounds interesting. what I could see, like, you've still got, instead of having, like, 50 action points a turn, like each step is three points, crouching is three points, shooting is ten points. You've still got just like two actions you can take each turn. But there's like more sort of variety and stuff in actions you can take. That um, sounds cool. Sort of, it looks like there's more variety in like how you kit out your team and stuff. Um, how, what like uh, perks and levels you give them. So is you he... have a wider range. Is he. Oh, and there, sorry. And there's like modifications you can make to weapons and stuff. So. You've got a little bit more customization and can tweak your team a little more. The way you've described Xenonauts to me, like outside of the podcast, really makes me think of the um, combat system from the original two Fallout games. Mm-hmm. Not um, Fallout Tactics, so that's slightly different, but one and two. It's, you know, with the action points and moving and everything costs a certain amount of points. Mm-hmm. It really reminds me of that, mm-hmm. which I feel like I said this to you, but I'm not sure if I like that system or I'm not sure. If it's because it's Fallout and I just put up with that system. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like I do prefer it over, like, you have two actions per turn. And you can do, like, a run. Or you can, like, spend mo- both your actions moving. It gives you a little more granularity of, like, how you move and stuff. But it's like... And... It's just that you're kind of talking me into getting Xenonauts instead of XCOM, but I'm not. I don't want to get it, and then realise that I don't like the system. It's just because it's Fallout. I like it. Although I do, I do have to say, like with Xenonauts, sometimes it's like, oh, I really want to play like an XCOMy type game, and I like boot up Xenonauts, and I'm like, oh, this is such a hassle. Oh, I have to kit out my team again, oh, and they've got slightly more strength, so they got slightly more carry weight. So now I need to decide what. What more yeah, it sounds I very Fallout one and two e, which I love, but I'm scared I'm gonna get Xenonauts and just be like, no, wait a minute, no, I only like it because it was Fallout. Like I'm pretty sure you could give me next to anything and just paint it Fallout colours, and I'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you could 
give me a bottle cap normally, I'd be like, what's this fucking rubbish? You give me a bottle cap that's like got Nuka Cola written on it, and, and that would be <laughs> on my display case. Uh, price <laughs> position. <laughs> I'm sort of a massive fallout now, and it's going to be to my fault when I end up buying something really stupid at a convention. <laughs> but yeah, um, moving swiftly. Oh, I've made holes. Not holes. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry about that, listeners. Final Fantasy remake. The, the... That's exciting, isn't it? We all love love the classic game, Final Fantasy. Yeah, that's why it's not exciting. I I really <laughs> like the first twenty minutes or so of it that I played. Oh, before yeah, so I heard much... they were doing a remake, so I don't like RPGs anymore. But when I was uh, RPGs are the best turn-based combat. When I was younger, I used to be very much like you, loving the turn-based combat and shit, and loving challenging games and stuff. I've sort of changed my... I don't know. You're all about the experience now. The, the yeah. feel of the game. It's I don't know. It's just one of them things. Is as you grow up, you tend to change, and it's... Mm-hmm. I might end up liking RPGs again. I'm, I'm not going to, you know... I'm not one of these people to limit what I like, but at the moment, I'm just... I don't have the patience for RPGs. Like, I played the... um. Undertale demo, and I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's like the best RPG out at the moment, apparently. And critical acclaim that game. I might have to play that actually. That might be something I get at Christmas. But yeah, um, oh, just Final Fantasy VII. I was like, Cloud was like level ninety nine, and everyone else was close behind him, with the exception of um, Aris. Because this isn't a spoiler at this point. Everyone who has an don't internet... tell me. Everyone who I'm has gonna get back into Final Fantasy Seven. Everyone who she has dies or something, right? Yeah, everyone yeah, who okay. has an internet connection knows this. It's not a spoiler at this oh, point. Okay. I might have played up. To... But I no, I don't yet... know if I played up to actually dies action. It's mid disc two, if I remember, or end of disc one. I can't remember. I'm playing it on Steam. There are no discs. Oh, because <laughs> I played it on my PSP the most. Yeah, and you still had to do that thing where you best go into like the PSP menu and then change the disc and. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So anyway, as a not that big a fan of RPG mechanics, how do you feel about this new remake? Well, this is the thing because it looking to you? I'm not a fan of RPGs. I don't really care, but because I'm, I have so much history of that particular game in my past. It's actually really upsetting me, and in a way that is completely negligible. Because even if they made a perfect remake, I still wouldn't play it at this point. But the fact that I uh, I used to have so much love for this game is really sort of upsetting me. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, do it properly. Make it the actual Final Fantasy VII with turn-based combat. And yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at this uh, these announcements, and it is. I mean, for me. Straight away, I'm like, not turn-based, right, I'm not interested. I'm going to go play the original. I'm I mean, gonna they get haven't announced that. what it's like, so it could be semi-turn-based. Uh, what I think is it's going to be like the Crisis Core game, which right. worked really well for that game. And here's my problem. What not, is the Crisis Core combat system? You can move around, and the enemies move and attack, and you move and attack, but you have a little bar that fills up at the bottom right of the screen. And from what the looks of the demo, I think it's the bottom left on the Final Fantasy VII remake, uh-huh. and when that fills up, you can attack. So you can't constantly attack. It's not press the button to attack, but it's not. So it's, ter- it's semi-turn-based, and you can avoid enemy thing. attacks by dodging or moving out of the way in real time. Mm-hmm. And it really worked for Crisis Core. It's not a bad system. If they use that system, it's not going to be a bad game. But it's my problem. I s- okay, let me put it this way. I think the best remake ever made is Halo Anniversary, because the gameplay was... Ex- Wasn't that buggy as all hell? 
Didn't that like not work for ages and maybe still doesn't? Here's the thing with it. This is why it was so buggy. They built it on the exact game engine of the first one. They they didn't build a new game engine for it. They used the game engine for the first one and then put nicer textures over it and new graphics. And they redid the voice then acting. How did they like? Because apparently, like the multiplayer is all balked or something. Oh, I never played the multiplayer. Okay. Well, I heard like the multiplayer was all balked. Which, if it's just the original engine, how? How have they done the, that? The uh, multiplayer engine was not the original engine. It was from Reach because there wasn't online multiplayer okay. anymore. So maybe, yeah. But no, yeah, there was. No, there wasn't. There was um local multiplayer on one. evolved. Yeah, m- local multiplayer. Where you could play four players on split screen, but it so wasn't online. online. Online was two because I played it from two. Okay. I'd gone off the online by the time Maybe anniversary I've came out. Some landing stuff though. Okay. But no, um, it is. It was like because it was the same game engine. It made for this. It was the same game. It just looked prettier and sounded better. Mm-hmm. And I think that and remakes should play. Well, the online didn't work, but. I think the remake should play exactly like the original. Like, Resident Evil Remake is a really good example of this, because it plays exactly like Resident Evil 1, but it looks a thousand times better, and it sounds a thousand times better. Yeah. Uh, You have to be very aware about what was good in the last game, and why it was loved. But the thing is, if I'm playing the Final Fantasy VII Remake, it's because I want to play Final Fantasy VII, but it looks a bit crap now, so mm-hmm. give me better, prettier graphics. It's all I want. I want to play Final Fantasy VII. If I wanted to play Crisis Core, I'd be playing Crisis Core. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm. Well, as I say, like I heard it wasn't turn-based. I've got bored. I've wandered off. I'm gonna go back to playing the original at some point. The other thing I'm really interested in is the scene where Cloud has to cross-dress to yes. get into a brothel with a mob boss uh-huh. and then potentially like nearly gets raped yeah so <laughs> yeah no there's, there's like a rape bit in it isn't there yeah cloud nearly uh, gets raped and what he... you said we're gonna discuss this on the podcast later and i was like oh okay i'll give it a watch because i think i had played that bit but i'd like forgotten most of it so i watched it earlier today I was going for it. I was it, like, oh yeah, I'm forming opinions on this. Wait, what just happened there? Depending on how you get your clothes and stuff, does you do different, you do well when the There's like unlockable best. bits as well. If you get the best clothes, you don't get the nearly rape scene, but I think it's like if the worst or not the best clothes, you get the scene where you're not chosen by the mob boss, so you don't go into his room. Right. You get given to the boys or whatever they're called in that game. And yeah, Cloud has to like whip off his outfit and you no, know, I'm thinking of another bit then. I'm thinking of another nearly the right other, bit. The um, other bit is when you go into his place, which if you watch the Let's Play, you probably did, mm-hmm. and then he gets all frosty-frosty yes, on the bed. it's a frosty-frosty on the bed bit. And then... What? That that was like a rape scene, right? You Potentially raped, but the other one is worse because... It's a bit ambiguous. The other one's worse, they literally bend you over and then you have to whip out, like, Clown has to whip out his sword. The metal one. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Yeah. Oh, are they going to keep that in? Because. Fuck. <laughs> and also, Clam Cost Dressing. Is that going to be in there? Mm-hmm. Okay, because... so. Like, how do you feel about how it's done in the original? It's pulled off. It's a horrible thing, but it is pulled off that, you know, rape is bad. It's not pro-rape. Yeah, yeah, that's certainly true. I think the biggest problem with it is, with 
This doesn't sound a bit weird, but with the Final Fantasy VII Extended Universe, with, like, um, all the games and films and stuff that they have out, the anime they have, the film they have, and the other game, Crisis Core, they have, and the Vincent game they have on PS2. Sure. With all of that, um, canon, it's changed the feel of the game since the first PS1 game a little bit. Not massively, but I feel like that scene is not going to fit into that universe anymore. Yeah. Because it's not as serious as the original game actually was. Whereas the other game was silly as shit, but that's because of the graphic limitations, not because of the story they were telling. It just looked silly as shit. It wasn't silly as shit. Mm-hmm. I don't, like... Yeah. If it done well, then it could work, because it's not a pro-rape message. It's mm-hmm. a rape happens, and you break up this gang, uh-huh. and then they get squashed. <laughs> so, you know, what you do would pretty much kind of happen anyway, but... <laughs> Yeah, like, so when I was watching this earlier today, I was going through and, like, I was looking for how they handled the cross-dressing first, Mm. which is quite, it's, like, supposed to be, like, the whole scene is kind of, because, like, there's a lot of uh, dark themes in Final Fantasy VII, right? Yeah, it's what I'm saying, the first Um, game on PS1 is a lot more serious than the universe that came after it. mm Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like, watching, I watched another video before I watched the actual scene, like, talking about it, and they were like, this is sort of supposed to be a bit of a less intense moment, this yeah. whole bit, in the What I feel is area. it's a pacing thing they've done, and they haven't done it perfectly, because they, it was still in the early days of RPGs, or semi-early, but, um, it's... They were trying to do that light-hearted moment before slapping you in the face with a salmon. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, okay. So what I'm saying is um, the whole cross-dressing bit is done pretty well, to be honest. Like, I'm not really offended by it as a trans woman at any point. Nor am I. It's... Cloud um, seems very reluctant, but, like, never is it like, oh, this is a bad thing to do. It's like also just... he seems reluctant because he's confident in his gender. It's he does this. Yeah, it's very much the experience of a cisgender heterosexual man, like being like having to cross dress for like the reason of the mission and being like a bit uncomfortable with it. But then like you've got the what is her name, Eris? Eris. I forgot how you pronounce the names. It's been ages since I played the games. But anyway, Eris is like taking you through most of it. Like, there's like no real judgment on him being like a man dressed as a woman beyond mm. him being uncomfortable with it. Yeah, he's the only one that's uncomfortable with it, which makes sense because mm. I wouldn't like to dress like a man. You know. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a well handled scene from the cross dressing point. And also, it's never sort of you know, ha ha, Cloud is dressed as a woman. It's none of he the passes humor... as a woman. That's it's... an important point as well. He like totally passes. He does and he doesn't. It depends on how well you do in the mini games. Oh, the, okay. He always passes, but it's how you know attractive he's deemed as a woman. Okay. Is, which yeah. comes into feminism in gaming with just general women. <laughs> you know the fact that you're trying to do as a woman, and you know you're trying to present as a woman, and the most important thing is to look good. It's that well, stereotype I think of that's... beauty. I thought that's like quite good to have in the game that suddenly your character is asked to present as female. And suddenly everyone judges them on how mm. well they look. And one like of the that's things... That's a bit of an eye-opener, perhaps, for a lot of... Uh... One of the things I really love about the original Final Fantasy VII compared to the games around it is the fact that it handles 
such serious dark shit so well. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it doesn't, it's a completely different tone. Here's a way to sum it up best, and it's a really artificial way, but Final Fantasy VII on the PS1 has blood in it. None of the other games have blood in them. Like, fans complained that there was no blood in the movie, and then they ended adding it in the Blu-ray, but originally, Advent Children had no blood in it. Like, as intended, the only blood exists solely in one really powerful scene of Final Fantasy VII on the PS1. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty... And it's, a, it's handled really well, because you have to follow the blood to find out where Sephiroth's gone. And it's... Yeah, and it's it's created a really scary environment because you're following these blood trails, uh -huh. <laughs> and especially for all the Final Fantasies that came before, it's like fantasy, happy. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now, um, it, we've gone over our time, but I don't really care. This is interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's too short anyway. We can do a bit longer, I reckon. But now, um, it's just really interesting how Final Fantasy VII is so much different to all of the final. The, like, Final Fantasy VII on the PS1 is so different to the the PSP game, the PS2 game, um, the film. I see the film is the thing that gets the closest in theme, but still nowhere near it. And the anime. And it's like... Actually, no. There is one anime, but it's only in Japanese, and it's really worth watching. I forgot what it's called, but I... F it's... Just Google Final Fantasy VII, um... Oh, shit. It's the anime with the kid from Advent Children. It explains... Where he... I'm going to Google this. Okay, so that's a big thumbs up for that anime Robin can't name. <laughs> Huge recommendation. Quickly. Best anime you'll ever Hell, watch. Cover. I don't know what it's called. Entertain them. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, what I'm worried about as well is in the remake, they're either just going to cut the cross-dressing bit entirely because they'll be worried about... They've like, announced that they're changing it, but they're not cutting it. That's what Tessio Nomura... And, sorry, I've most likely pronounced your name wrong, because I can't okay. do names. But Nomura has said that they're including it, but they're changing it slightly. Okay, well, that'll be very interesting to see have how they change it. They're not going to make the rape as obvious in the you not as attractive option. They could tone down the rape a little. Like the fact that it gets to the point where Cloud has to literally rip off his clothes and pull out his buster sword uh -huh. is scary. It's handled well, but it's still really scary, mm. and I think they're going to want to tone that down with the new graphics. Yeah. Okay, so I guess having the rape in there is okay, because it's handled pretty well, but also if this is supposed to be a slightly lighter moment in the game, maybe have less rape in it. I think they... Um, mini games are meant to be the light-hearted moment, and that's leading up to the big. supposed to hit you with because like... I feel like that's trying to, you know, like in horror films where it goes quiet before the jump. Mm -hmm. I think it's sort of that, but in an emotional way. And I'm still trying to find out this anime. That makes sense then. Yeah. Zach, is it Zach? Everyone who's like still Final Fantasy fans is screaming at me. Uh -huh. <laughs> I tell you what, I did like in the whole cross-dressing bit, like very early on. Uh, Eris is uh, asking like the dressmaker to make him a dress, to make a cloud a dress, mm. and she and the dressmaker's like, okay, what kind of dress do you want? And the player has to choose like qualities for the dress, which I thought was quite a fun way of. Um... <laughs> what is it called? What is it called? Um, the anime which I was referring to earlier is called Final Fantasy on the, um, Denzel on the way to a smile or just on the way to a smile but it's about D 
Denzel, who's a child character in Final Fantasy Advent Children, and it's about his story throughout. So it follows Denzel throughout the events of the original game and Vincent's story that came after it. And it's basically following Denzel like through the things that you did in the original game. And you get to see, because he's just a kid in Midgar, uh-huh. you get to see how your actions in the main game affected this one ch- like a like, child in this city. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking. That it's the sounds... only piece of media that really hits the same tone as the first game. That sounds super cool to like... It made not me cry. see it like from the hero's perspective, but just from like sort of a kid yeah. just in the world. And his dad works for Shinra. He's not high up, but he works. And what happens, you know, in the wake of this hero's journey. Pretty much he lives on the top bit of Midgar, which is the good bit to live, not the slums. So he's like, what, middle class, upper class? He's middle class. Middle class. He's not in the good part, but he's, in, he's on the bug. He's on the okay bit. <laughs> and his dad's like low down in Shinra, if I remember, who's the big bad guys in that. Uh-huh. They're basically BP. The evil organisation. <laughs> okay, yeah. And, um, oh, yeah, because it's like environmentalism. Stuff, yeah. And, um, yeah, and it just because his dad's slowed down, but in Shinra, you get to see, because you're fighting Shinra, it's like them effects, and it's, I don't want to spoil it, but watch it. In fact, I might watch it with you when we stop this podcast, because it's, okay. re- it's only about 20, 30 minutes long, and it's really worth watching. It absolutely made me cry. Mm-hmm. And it's, no, yeah. Just, I wanted to put that out there because seriously, it's the one of the best pieces of media for Final Fantasy VII that isn't the original game. So great, uh, great <laughs> recommendation for what's it called? On what's the way it? to a smile. On the way to a smile. If I remember, good it, anime. It is based on Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Through the eyes of a child. <laughs> Does I mean he plays a part in Advent Children? What? Never mind. Oh shit! No, I'm using the wrong mouse. <laughs> Sorry, um, Jiro just panicked because she thought I stopped the thing because I've got two laptops and I started using the wrong one. No, no, you're fine. Don't worry about it. (laughs) But yeah, um, oh yeah, so on the fact of like, you know, cross-dressing and, well not cross-dressing, you know, possible transphobia in games and stuff. I sort of, I was listening to a a podcast, not a podcast, a video on YouTube talking about harassment in games and stuff. Uh And it sort of tackled it from a cisgender point of view with females in gaming and it's all tackled with a sexuality point of view and I was wondering you know we're both trans girls mm-hmm. I'm a queer trans girl and I'm a pansexual polyamorous trans girl with all of the all of the words so I thought it might be interesting to talk about harassment as trans people in games have you ever experienced any have you experienced any indirectly through characters in games or like directly through online games that sort of thing okay well like, personally, I don't have a lot to really say here, I don't think, because I'm playing a lot of single-player stuff. A lot of the stuff I play isn't big on plot and is big on mechanics as well. So, like, you know, playing uh, stuff where you kind of make your own story mm. or you're very focused on the mechanics and the plot very much takes a back seat. So I know it's not going to happen, but I was thinking, and this is not completely related, this is me being a massive Fallout fangirl and, you know. Uh-huh. But I'd love, Bes- like, Besoda, I know you're not listening, but if you are, or Obsidian, you know, Obsidian, it's your turn to make a game after Fallout 4. That's how it goes. Um, have a, um, a storyline focusing around a trans character in the wasteland and how they're dealing with their transition without HRT, medical transition. and Because, you know, the world's ended. 
Like, you could have to try and get some hormones for them from, like, this abandoned hospital, and it could be, like, a quest like that or something. Explore what it would be like being trans in the Fallout Wasteland. Sure. I, that would be such an amazing story, like, a little quest to do, mm-hmm. if you ask me. And I would love to see more representation, because... I suppose that's that's kind of, like, a big thing, isn't it? Like, there's occasionally you come across stuff, and you're like, well, that's just, like terrible transphobic bullshit mm. but more often than not you don't really but you don't really come across like anything about trans people ever well there's two good examples but and they're actually better examples than i would ever expected from both of the games mm-hmm. one's from ea one's from ubisoft yeah what games are these um dragon age inquisition with uh-huh. a trans guy uh-huh. and there is people that are not completely in favor of his you know transness but it's sort of like an accurate exploration is it yeah and there's this i can't remember the actual line but there's this line in it which is golden and it's um it's like i don't um i don't care if he pisses standing up or sitting down he's a good soldier and he's my friend sure and it's like fucking put it there yeah (laughs) and um the other one is in assassin's creed syndicate okay so like my follow-up question to this is when were these games released Last year, I think they said, they're both not games I play. I've uh-huh. just looked up the trans stuff because obviously my website and stuff. You're interested in that, <laughs> sort of. So I've seen their things through, but I'm not sure when the games... I think uh, Assassin's Creed was this year, and uh-huh. if I remember when Inquisition was last year. Yeah. But I might be wrong. We are starting to see more trans representation, but it's still very new. Um, Which actually, is why you have I think you need a two examples. I think Nida Sarkeesian said this, which is weird to say, normally agree with about 40% of what she says, and then mm-hmm. severely disagree with yeah, the rest of it. Yeah, she's... <laughs> Ooh, she's a tricky one. But now, um, something she said, I can't remember, it might not have been her, but I think it was her. So, um, it was, um, talking about Assassin's Creed, and it's like, you know, yes, it's a bit unrealistic, you've had, um, you know, I mean, it never goes into their transition, but they're a trans guy, and they present pretty well, and, you know... It's almost when like they've gone through... Set? It's set during the Industrial Revolution in the Victorian Age. Okay. I think it's the, that was during the Victorian Age. I might be getting my history completely sure. wrong. But the Industrial Revolution. And, um... They've... It, I mean, without actually going into it, we don't know, but it appears they've gone through some sort of medical transition, which wouldn't have been available at the time. Mm-hmm. And what Anita said, or I think Anita said, this person said, was, um... It's like we've got futuristic weapons. We've got, like... You know, Da Vinci building a flying machine and a yeah. tank. So why is it unrealistic to have a trans wo- uh, trans man, mm-hmm. you know, in Victorian London? <laughs> We're perfectly happy to suspend our disbelief that Da Vinci made, like, a big flying machine and yeah. a tank and this assassin you're playing is suddenly flying around in Da Vinci's <laughs> flying machine. But uh, trans, uh, woman trans man. a trans man who's gone through some sort of medical transition. Now, that's just not, you know... <laughs> But no, just not what would have happened at the time. I'm, I'm really gonna fly off in Da Vinci's flying machine now. And it's like I'm really pleased that Ubisoft did that. Like, mm-hmm. and it really surprised me because I'd have thought. I mean, obviously, Uranus is still what I would consider the best trans representation we have in video games with um, Cedar. Mm-hmm. But you know, to see two rather shitty companies uh-huh. come out and do something really cool, does it's like with Fallout and the whole you know, gay uh, polyamorous thing in Fallout 4, that's really cool. But Bethesda have always been cool. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really cool. Props to you and everything. 
But it hasn't surprised me that you did this because you're cool. It's like if Telltale did something like that, I also wouldn't be surprised. Uh-huh. But it's Ubisoft and EA. <laughs> wow. They <laughs> no, must they're both have Ubisoft, swept up are they? Some decent people. Are they at both some Ubisoft? Point got trapped in there. No, web. EA is Dragon Age is EA. Yeah, so it's EA mm. and Ubisoft, and it's Both a little good thing. But yeah, it is cool. But the other thing I want to see on the flip side of this, this is like really good transition. I want to see, like I said, that Fallout thing where somebody is transitioning, but is exploring their transition in a difficult period? That would be interesting, yeah. Because, number one, I just fucking love the wasteland. And <laughs> I just, it'd be really interesting to like have to raid some old hospital and... Yeah, yeah, I think I said to you at some point, it'd be cool to see like a trans character in like Mad Max or something. Yeah. Because like... Uh, well, Fallout is Mad Max without the cars. It's basically the same thing, yeah. But Mad Max has a lot of sort of... Um, like, in that last one, there's some guy with, like, uh, nipple clamps on for half the film, and, you know, you got a big female character as basically the lead character. And oh, furious. They're good at the, you know, queer shit. And, I mean, it's not queer shit, but, um... And there's possibly they also a had, um, couple in one of the old ones. What's... But it's not there's... entirely clear, but it looks like that. There's a gay yeah. couple in the second one, but it's the shortest-lived relationship ever, and Matt yeah. pisses me off, because it's... Number one, it's not a good relationship. It's a rapey relationship. Is not it? a good gay relationship. I'm not saying this is what we should condone from gay relationships, but the big bad guy is in love with his slave boy thing. Thing. you know this his slave i don't it's never really confirmed that his slave's in love with him probably isn't because if he was he probably wouldn't be a slave <laughs> yeah okay i don't think he was a slave he is a slave is that clear there's some backstory i think it's been published online now and oh, okay. but max ends up cutting his head off and, like is... the first time he sees him and it's like oh yeah it's like he was a victim mm-hmm. you killed a victim asshole lame see i've never really liked max in the movies like, I've liked him as a character, yeah. even though he's a good character, but I wouldn't consider him a good guy. He's just a guy that ends up doing the right things because of the people around him. He really is. He's just a guy who's wandering around bumping <laughs> into things, really. Like, the it's best no... thing he's ever done throughout the entire series, if you ask me, is when he goes back to Furiosa and the many mothers and mm-hmm. convinces them that, you know, they're not going to survive and they need to go back. That's like the most decent human being thing he's ever done throughout his time in the wasteland. Well, the Mad Max films have never really been about Mad Max anyway. He just sort of wanders in, shows up at a place, and then shit happens around him. Then <laughs> he's like, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my car and go then. <laughs> but no, um I think the other part of this was, you know, does this differ to any transphobia you've dealt with in real life? You know, the transphobia gained in and I don't know, it's... Uh, well, as I say, in gaming, very little, because... There's very little representation. Yeah. And, like, on multiplayer interactions, I had very little. I played Hearthstone, that's multiplayer. But then I've got six options to interact with the other person. And I don't... And my name isn't Kira Brackets Trans anyway on <laughs> that, so... Oh, I just hit my bad knee. Now, um, I used to play online a bit, and when I did that, I avoided talking, and I'm not ashamed of my voice. I've, I used to be. I used to really hate my voice, but mm-hmm. I'm starting to get used to it. I'm starting to maybe even, dare I say, like it a little bit. Wow. But, no, I would never talk online, because 
And the annoying thing is, is you, I used, you get shit. I used to talk online on GTA online. Oh. All I meant to say is I meant to talk. I used to talk on GTA online, but I said online twice. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, that was because I was a female avatar and shit. I'd have people giving me shit because they thought I was female and sending me like messages or just shouting to me, you know, girl gamers and all that shit. If I didn't talk, and then if I spoke, I was being called a man and a yeah. other transphobic slurs. And it's like I can't really win this one, can no, that's I? Not a great situation, is it? Although I think the best thing that ever came out of that is this person came up to me and gave me about six million gta dollars because he was flirting with me <gasps> yeah no you know what like i was playing runescape back in the day at some point and like at some point i flipped my avatar over from male to female because you can do that and like uh, very shortly after that happened like someone was like kept talking to me and was really eager to try and help me out with something and I was like this is odd <laughs> this is odd how you're suddenly very eager to help me just a random person walking around yeah I usually just ignore everyone else and just do what you're doing I think but creep- suddenly people like start talking to you a bit more and kind of just pester you to be honest I think the creepiest bit about that is like this is most likely some 12, 13-year-old boy who doesn't fully know how to interact with girls yet, yeah, but has become inter- interested in them. first, mate. Yeah. And it's like... Give it a try. I'm 23. Like, I'll take your money, I, but fuck off. I don't off. think I was 23 at the time. But you know what I mean? I was yeah. 20 when I was playing the game. But, you know, it's like, I'm 20. You're most likely, like, a, you know, just entering puberty kid. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Just, he wanted to come into my apartment... And he, like, offered me $6 million, so I took it and then didn't let him in. (laughs) (laughs) I just went to a new server. (laughs) I bought shitloads of nice cars with it. Mm -hmm. Like, thanks. Well, okay, then. (laughs) But no, um, yeah, being a girl in online games is a bit difficult. We're nearing up to an hour now. Are we making, are we unofficially making these an hour? Well, we could, couldn't we? I mean, we've got, like, six minutes left. Yeah, I'm not sure I've got six minutes more of things I want to say, to be honest, Robin. Well, yeah, I mean, we've sort of talked about a lot. I could mm. talk about Fallout for six minutes. I could talk about Fallout for another hour. Yeah, I'll just I'll just be off, shall I? <laughs> like, no, it's raining outside, fuck it. <laughs> You're trapped here. Well, <laughs> it'll have to just be an hour then, because I'm not letting you talk about Fallout for another hour. Oh, I might buy you Fallout in the Steam sale. Just okay. so you have to play it. Wow. <laughs> that way you're obliged to play it. Good. It's Remember, like gifts buy- are for creating <laughs> obligation and other people. It's like when somebody buys you clothing for a birthday or Christmas and then you have to wear it the next time you see them. <laughs> so I went- oh, no, I, I don't now. Well, ah, came out as trans. A lot of clothing I don't have to wear now. <laughs> oh, my mum got me this really nice top once and... It was a, like it was a female top. It was not that long ago, but it was a really nice top. I'm generally, I generally really liked it, and I planned to wear it. And then I was straightening my hair one day, put the straighteners down on it. No, Robin. I ended up burning. You gotta a be hole careful with the straighteners. <laughs> yeah, I learnt that. I think there's still burn marks on my old sheets Jeez. from it. It went through two shirts and burnt the sheets. Robin. But no, yeah, like. My, luckily, my mum hasn't ever mentioned that I don't wear that shirt, because she doesn't know, but... Don't listen to this, mum! <laughs> and now she'll never know. Right, let's upload this to the internet, then. That's a wrap. So, yeah, um... I was... Rob- oh, we didn't introduce ourselves. 
Oh, okay, yeah, we'll introduce ourselves now and that'll work. I'm Robin. <laughs> I'm, I'm Kira, so yeah. We're I good. think we named each other at various points throughout the fix. So. We're, we're good at this. Um, yeah, my website is rainbowwriting.co.uk. Um, my website is non-existent because I don't have one and don't really want one. But there's so much fun to spend your life worrying over. Okay, that, yeah, <laughs> that sounds great. I'll leave that to you, Robin. Um, I also have a YouTube, which you can find from my website. Mm-hmm. I've just finished for, um, finished playing Tomb Raider Anniversary. And yeah, I've got some interesting stuff coming up soon. And I've got a very interesting game. And I've got my webcam working, so I can do the cam stuff. Cool. Oh. So yeah, check that out when it happens. You have to see me while I game. On Robin's channel. Yeah, so, yeah, thank you very much for watching, and... Yeah, we'll bid you goodbye, I think. Goodbye. Later, sweeties. See you now.